Hey there, I'm Adam Demetrician, the lead pastor at Pathways Church in Appleton, Wisconsin. And this is our podcast. I hope this message inspires you, feeds your faith, and ultimately leads you into a growing relationship with Jesus. Well, hey, good morning, Pathways. How we doing? Come on, come on. I know you guys were up late last night, but give me a little bit more than that. How you guys doing, Pathways? There we go. Hey, Happy 2023. Uh, I want you to know whether you're joining us here in person or online, uh, we believe that God is going to do incredible things this year here at Pathways. I've been praying the past couple weeks, I know as as well as a lot of the staff here at Pathways, uh, that God would just take 2023 and do something miraculous with it. You know, if you're joining us online and you're, you're maybe not from Northeast Wisconsin, uh, I want to take a moment and give you a picture of what our weather has looked like uh, over the past two weeks here in Wisconsin. All right. So now picture with me for a second. You have a toddler and you and your toddler and your family go to a restaurant and your toddler sees that they have chocolate milk on the menu. Now, you know that you don't want your kid to have chocolate milk for dinner. It's too much sugar, right? And so when the waitress comes around, you say, no, we're not going to do chocolate milk tonight. Now, how your toddler would respond is exactly what our weather has looked like here for the past three weeks. It has been like warm and cold and snow, like all over the place. You know, the other day we we got five or six inches of snow. And uh, on top of this, I woke up late. My alarm clocks uh, named Liam and Levi that usually get me up at 6.30, didn't wake me up until 7.15. Well, I got to be to work at 8. I look outside and I see the snow and I'm like, oh my goodness, I got 45 minutes to clear my driveway, not only the five, six inches, but also the two and a half uh, you know, foot pile at the bottom of my driveway left by the plow truck so that I can actually get to work, right? And so I go running outside, I grab my shovel and I begin to clear the driveway knowing that there's no way I'm going to make to work by 8. And so I, I go running out there, and uh, I'm wearing what every Wisconsinite would wear when they clear snow. I've got my camouflage Crocs on um, and the shorts that I wore the night before to bed. <laughs> and I am out there clearing the driveway. Everyone's driving past, going to work, going to school. Some of our students in the youth ministry come driving past and honking at me. Um, I'm sorry, Kimberly, that you got stuck with me. Uh, but, you know, I'm clearing my driveway, and finally I clear it. I look down at my phone, and it's 8 o'clock. I'm already late for work, right? And not only am I late for work, I'm sitting in my Crocs and my shorts. So I go running inside, I change quick and, you know, kiss my kids, kiss my wife goodbye, and I go running back out to my car. Keep in mind, there's still five inches of snow on top of my car that I'm just hoping the defroster, the wiper, and the highway will take off my car. Um, I'm sorry. I'm that guy that's driving down the highway and there's snow flying everywhere. I'm I'm sorry. That's just me. I got to admit it. I'm broken. I need need some Jesus in my life. (laughs) But I, I go and I, I sit down in my car and I go to turn the car on, right? Put the keys in the ignition and I turn the, turn the keys and nothing happens. And I'm like, no, you're kidding me, not today. And I, I do it a couple more times. Well, what had happened was the battery of my car had uh, decided that it didn't want to work on this particular day. What, what had happened was the night before, I had bumped a dome light when I got into my vehicle. And so the dome light over the past couple hours had completely drained my battery. My battery was dead. That car was not moving. And so eventually I had to jumpstart the car to get it going and finally made it to work only half an hour late. Don't ask me how fast I was going, okay? But only half an hour late, right? 
You know, as I was looking over the past two weeks on what God wanted us to start 2023 off with this this morning, um, that story kept on coming to mind. And not only that story, but also the battery. See, as I look at my past year, I've had a pretty great year. You know, my, my kids have grown. My family is healthy. I feel like I've grown as a father, as a husband, as, as a pastor. But I also know that 2022 didn't come out without its share of difficulties. That when I look back at 2022, there's decisions and moments I wish I could have back. That there's a lot of hurt that came. And I know that for some of you, as we enter into 2022, you look a lot like this battery. You are drained. You are exhausted. For you, 2022 was the year where your marriage fell apart. 2022 uh, was the year that your family stopped talking to you. 2022 was the year you got that cancer diagnosis and your whole world exploded. There's some of you that 2020 year was a, was a year of mental health. You're struggling with anxiety, struggling with depression. Some of you lost somebody this year. And as you enter into a new year, you can't imagine what this year is gonna look like without them. I also know that there's some of you that whether you're here in person or you're online, that this was supposed to be the year you retired. You're supposed to get some time with your family and after all this hard work, you were gonna be able to, to spend more time with your, your kids and your grandkids and because of the financial situation of our world, that's not a really reality anymore. So you think, I think a lot of us bumped some dome lights in 2022. For a lot of us here in the room and online, we are going into this new year and we look like this. We're drained, we're spent, we are absolutely exhausted, and we are dragging ourselves into a new year, dead. See, my car, it wasn't going to move without something from the outside putting energy into it. My car wasn't gonna move unless something gave it a jump, right? Until I took my other car and I jumped that battery, my car was not moving. Here's the same thing that you need to understand as we walk into this year, that your life especially if it looks like this battery, that it's not gonna change without some interference. See, without the interference of Jesus in our lives, nothing is ever going to change. I hate to break it to you, but the person that fell asleep last night woke up this morning. You're the same person. And the reality is that unless something changes, we're gonna be the same people in 2024 and 2025. Now, here's the good news. The Bible is full of stories just like yours. The Bible is full of stories of people who have gone through loss, who's had their fortunes completely dissipated, who have seen brokenness and hurt, who have lost loved ones. The Bible is full of stories who desperately need a restart. You know, one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible that looks just like this is actually a story we see in John chapter four. And so today we're gonna be working through this story. But before we do, I wanna give you a picture of this woman that we're gonna meet in this story. Because you see, I think it's important that we understand where she was coming from because I think we can relate a lot to her. See, in John chapter four, Jesus is traveling and he's going from Galilee to Judea. He's traveling from one part of Israel to the other part. Now, in the middle of those two places is Samaria. What you need to know about Samaria is this. It's the home of the Samaritans. The Samaritans were people that the the Jewish people looked down upon. In fact, many times they compared them to dogs. You see, many Israelites, to avoid walking through Samaria, would cross the Jordan River and go around the country of Samaria as to not be defiled. You see, this woman, 
that Jesus comes in contact with while he walks through Samaria is considered a, a lesser person. On top of that, she's a woman in a patriarchal society. She is the lowest of the low in that culture. But see, it gets worse from here. You see, we, we find out that Jesus and this woman, they meet at the well at noon. Now, that might not mean anything to you, but to scholars, they would tell us that the woman being at the well at noon is significant. You see, if you were gonna go to the well, oftentimes women would go in groups and they'd go at the beginning of the day or the end of the day because those were the coolest moments of the day. You see, her being at the well at noon signifies that she didn't wanna run into anybody, that she was full of guilt, full of shame, and it says something about her value, that she didn't want to come in contact with anyone from her village. We find out later that she is a homewrecker that she's had five different husbands, and the woman, that she, the, the woman that she is is somebody who's broken. She's living with a man who is not her husband. She is the woman that when she walks through the town, people look and stare and whisper behind her back. She's the woman that as she walks through the town, uh, the, the husbands are pulled a little bit closer by their wives because they don't want their husbands anywhere near this woman. This is the woman that Jesus meets at that well. Now, while we might not be able to uh, fully understand or comprehend her situation, I think a lot of us can see some of ourselves in her. We can see our mistakes, our brokenness, the shame that we live through because of the decisions that we've made. See, this woman that Jesus meets is at the lowest moment of her life. She looks like this battery. She's dead. She's drained. She needs something different because what she's been doing isn't working. And I think the same is true of you and me. Now, I want to, before we go any further into the story, I want to give you a picture of how the story ends. You see, this woman, she is exhausted. She is drained. But after one interaction with Jesus, I want you to see what she does because I believe that this could be us in 2023. This could be us. We might have walked in with some horrible stuff from 2022, but December 31st of 2023, this is what we can look like if we take the Jesus jumpstart that he's offering us, the same one he offered to this woman. We see the story end in, in verse 39 where it says this. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. How incredible is this? This woman literally minutes before is going to the well at noon full of guilt, full of shame, wants nobody to see her. And in one interaction with Jesus, everything changes. She is standing in the middle of the town and saying this, come and see, come and see my God. Come and see the Messiah. Come and see a man who has given me new life, who has given me this jump start. I want you to just stop a moment and I want you to think about this next year. What would 2023 look like in our communities, in our families, in our church, if we were this woman? If we took this Jesus jumpstart that he's offering us and we were the people that are saying, come and see. Yeah, I had a horrible year in 22, but come and see what Jesus did in 2023. Come and see what my God is doing. How does this happen, right? How do we go from a woman who is at the lowest of the low to a woman that is spreading the gospel? Well, you see, there's this jumpstart that happens, and uh, I want to give you three pieces of this jumpstart that we see in this conversation. I'm calling them the three Ds of divine jumpstart. The first is this right here. It's design. 
See, Jesus comes up to this woman and he asks her a question. What he asks her is this, can I have a drink? Now, this alone is absolutely incredible for you and me, and, and here's why. This woman was somebody nobody wanted to engage. This woman was somebody that nobody wanted to talk to. This woman was somebody that nobody would dare be seen with, and Jesus engages her. I don't know what you've done. I don't know what you've walked through, but here's what I do know, that Jesus is willing to engage you regardless. He's willing to engage you even if you've done stuff that you really wish you hadn't done. He's willing to engage you. So Jesus asked this woman for a drink and we, we see her response in verse nine. It says this, the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus answers her and says this, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus continues this statement in verse 13, where it says this, everyone who drinks this water will become thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them, the water that I have to give them, indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. See, in this moment, Jesus isn't talking about water. Yes, he engages this woman with that, that question, but he's not actually talking about the water. He's making a statement about the design of this woman's life. What Jesus is trying to reveal to this woman is that her entire life, she'd been going back to the well. Her entire life, she'd been fighting the design that God had for her. Jesus is saying this, I have a design for you and it's beautiful and it's perfect, but you need to live it. See, I think a lot of us, we look so much like that woman. We continually go back to the well and we try to find something to fill us. We try to find something that's gonna give us some level of charge. And we, we go to our jobs. We, we, we go to our finances. We, we, we go to our, our families. We go to uh, different areas of significance. We go to addictions. We try to find something that will sustain us. And the entire time, God is saying the same thing to this woman that he's saying to you. I have a design for you. And what you're doing isn't that thing. And you won't be fulfilled until you understand the way that I've designed you. You were designed to fulfill a purpose. You know, it's just like my car battery, right? If I take this car battery and I plug it into the right system, a car with an alternator that charges it, a, a, a car that has a full tank of gas, this battery will power all the electrical components of my car all the way from this side of the country to the other. Why? Because it's doing what it's designed to do. But see, if you take this battery and you remove it from the system it's designed to be in, right? If you connect it to a dome light in your car, in a matter of hours, it's dead. Because it's doing something it's not designed to do. If you want your 2023 to be a year of exhaustion, of brokenness, a year where you're completely drained, continue to live your life the way that you want to. Take yourself out of the system that God designed you to live in and do it your own way. But if you want a Jesus jumpstart, if you want your life to look different in 2023 than it did in 2022, you and I need to understand that we were designed for a purpose and we need to fulfill that purpose. You see, we're called to do that. If you're not sure what that looks like, go to the Bible. You're not sure what God's design for your life is? Go to the Bible, begin to read. That is God's instruction manual for us that gives us a picture of how we're called to live. It's the instruction manual for how we are designed. 
You see, if we want this Jesus jumpstart, if we want to have a divine jumpstart looking into the new year, we have to look at what we're doing. We have to look at the design that God has us and ask ourselves a really tough question. Are we doing what we're designed to do? Are we doing what God designed us to do or are we just doing what we want to do? You see, the first D to this divine jumpstart is our design. The second is this, it's direction. See, this woman engages this woman in, 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 this, in this conversation and, and it takes a turn where it gets a little bit personal. In verse 16, it says this. He told her, go call your husband and come back. Verse 17 says, I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. In fact, you've had five husbands and the man that you now have is not your husband. What you've said is quite true. Now to the world we live in, the words that Jesus just spoke seem really harsh. Here is a woman that has the lowest moment of her life. She's exhausted. She's done. She's drained. She already knows all of the brokenness that is in her life. She doesn't need Jesus to point it out. And Jesus continues to, to pick at this in, her, in his con this conversation he has with this woman. Now, this might seem extremely unloving until you understand why he is doing this. Picture it this way, right? Imagine we have somebody from our congregation a generous person that came up to me before this service and said, Michael, I got you and somebody of your choice tickets to the Packers-Vikings game, right? And I want you to choose somebody mid-service and leave. Adam will cover the rest of the service. He's got your notes, he'll be fine, right? Uh, and so I go and I pick you to come with me, right? We leave this place, we go and get in my car. Don't worry, the battery is, is charged. We got that whole thing figured out. Um, but we go and get in my car and we begin to travel towards Green Bay, right? We, we, we take a left out of this driveway and we take another left to get onto Richmond. But on Richmond, instead of taking a left to get on 41 North towards Green Bay, I take 41 South and begin just going South. Now I pass the Northland exit. I pass college, I pass Calumet. You know, at this moment in time, you're probably sitting there thinking to yourself, we are going the wrong direction. We definitely are going the wrong, I don't, I, I thought he was from here. I thought he knew what he was doing. Uh, do I say something? What do I do here? And I continue driving south. Eventually, you probably would speak up. You'd probably go, hey, Pastor Michael, where are you going? <laughs> You're going the wrong direction. You're on 41 Southbound. Uh, imagine that I, I would say back to you this. Yeah, I'm going the wrong direction, but we'll just keep going for a little bit. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna make it to Green Bay eventually. You see, the words that come out of your mouth would probably look something like this. Michael, you can't get to where you want to be going the direction you're going. Michael, you can't get to Green Bay. You're traveling south. You need a U-turn. In fact, you probably pull out your phone and go, hey, dum-dums, look at this. See this? You're going the wrong way. You need to turn around. You see, what you just did to me is what Jesus does to this woman at the well. Jesus isn't trying to be mean, and he's not trying to be hurtful. What he's merely trying to do is hold a mirror up to her actions to say, look at the direction your life has been going. Because what Jesus understands is this, that if you don't change anything, your past becomes your future. That if you don't change what you're doing right now, if you don't change the direction of your life, what you're doing right now, it's gonna be the same thing you do in five months, in six months. See, if we don't change anything in our lives, if we don't look at the direction we're going and change something, 2023 is gonna look like 2022. See, Jesus is holding a mirror up to this woman to show her just what her actions are leading to. 
You see, I think so many times we get caught up in this thought of new year, new me, I'm gonna change something this year. And we never actually change the direction that we're going. Albert Einstein said it this way. He said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. See, I think by that definition, we're all a little bit insane. Every single one of us has had a moment in life where we try to do the same thing and expect something radically different. We try to parent the same and expect everything to change magically, right? We try to follow Jesus the same and just expect things to change. You see, if we want a Jesus jumpstart, we need to take a moment and hold a mirror up to our lives this year. I don't know about you, but over the past couple weeks here, I've been looking at my 2022. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't been the man I wanna be. I haven't been the husband or the, the follower of Jesus I wanna be. I haven't been the father I wanna be. I still struggle with my anger. I still find myself falling into sin, being broken. You see, if I look over the past year of my life, there's been a lot of U-turns. There's been a lot of moments that I go the wrong direction and I gotta turn around again and again and again. So we want 2023 to be any different than 2022. We need to look at the direction that we're headed and change something. We need to turn to God. And here's what's absolutely incredible about the God we serve though. It doesn't matter how far south you go, if you turn around, you're instantly in Green Bay. <laughs> it, you can be in Florida going the wrong direction. And when you turn to Christ, he says, I got you. I got you. Don't you worry about that. We'll get you where you need to be. That's the God we serve. So if we want a Jesus jumpstart in 2023, we need to look at our design and our direction. And the third thing we need to look at is this. We need to recognize that the God we serve is divine. Now, now here's what I mean by that. It's something that we see happen in this conversation with this woman. There's an incredible couple lines here that if you didn't understand what was going on here, you'd probably just read over the top of it. You see, up until this moment, Jesus has not revealed to anyone but his close family, his close friends, that he's the Messiah, that he came to rescue our world. He came to seek and save lost, broken people. He's never revealed this to anyone before. And we see this incredible moment with this woman at the well, and it shows us what Jesus came to do. Verse 25, it says this, the woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. And when he comes, he'll explain everything to us. Jesus replies, and there's this incredible moment. It's a moment I feel like the world stood still to hear. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he, I am the Messiah, I am enough for you. Now this might not mean much to you or me, but to the people of this day, this would have meant everything. You see, for years, the Israelites had put Jesus in a box. The Messiah is coming and he's gonna be this earthly king that rules the, the earthly world and he'll never be defeated and he'll vanquish our enemies and he'll, he'll control the entire world as this political ruler. See what this woman moments, notices in this moment of, of jumpstart is that Jesus didn't come for that. She realizes who Jesus is when he came from. You see, Jesus didn't show up in the temple courts of Jerusalem claiming to be the Messiah. He didn't show up in the political epicenter of the world. He didn't show up anywhere where the world would have thought was significant. He showed up to a woman at a well in Samaria. He showed up to the lowest of the low that tells you something about our God. 
that Jesus came for more than the, the religious ruling elite. He came for hurting, broken people. Jesus didn't come for people whose batteries were filled. He came to people who were drained, who were dead, who were exhausted, who were done. That's who Jesus came for. That's the God we serve. You know, I'm not sure what your 2022 looked like. I, I don't know what sins or what brokenness you came into this room with. I'm not sure. But here's what I do know. I know that we serve a God who's holy and divine enough and big enough to handle whatever 2022 brought. That whatever mistakes you, you had in 2022, the sins you committed, the addiction you had in 2022, we serve a God who's big enough to take care of that. The same way that he met that woman at the well, he can meet you here today. That's the kind of God that we serve. See, until we realize who Jesus is and what he came for, nothing's gonna change. You see, for us, if we want this Jesus jumpstart moment, we need to be willing to take a look at our lives. And we get to do this thing that the Bible calls repentance. It's actually the process that's laid out by this woman in, in, in John chapter four. I, I taught it to our students this way this past year, that repentance is this, it's three principles. It's to return, rethink, and follow. The first is to return. What this means is look at your life, look at the direction it's headed, and look where God wants you to head and then return to what he has for you. The second principle is this right here, it's to rethink. In other words, take everything you believe, everything you know to be true and lay it at Jesus' feet. Take 2023 and lay it at Jesus' feet and say, you know what, Jesus, my hopes, my aspirations, my goals, my life, my brokenness, it's all yours. I wanna live my life according to your design. And the third piece of it is this, it's to follow. What this beautifully lays out for us is that this is a process. It is a process of every day looking at your life and recognizing that something needs to change. That maybe you're not living according to the design you should. That maybe the direction you're headed isn't the direction you should go. Now here's the, here's the truth. I know for some of you today, your life looks like this. You are dead. You are drained. And as you entered into this room, in fact, you probably didn't want to come to church today, but you drug yourself here anyways. Something told you that you needed to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here. If you're joining us online, I'm glad that you clicked that link. Because I believe that God has something incredible for you in 2023. Something amazing that only he has for us. Now, I want to give you some form of encouragement if you're that person today. See, this year is not gonna be dependent on your ability. 2023 is not dependent on what you can do. It's dependent on God's grace. It's dependent on our God's grace covering our sins so that we can spend eternity with him. And so I know that there's some people in here that we need to look at the design of our lives, the way that we have been living. And there's also some of us that we've been going the wrong direction. We've been heading south for a long time. God wants to meet you. Just turn around. He wants to meet you. He wants to carry you back. And I also know that some of you, you've been dealing with some stuff that you think is too big. There's nothing too big for my God. My God can handle your brokenness the same way that he handled the brokenness of that woman at the well.
So the reality is that this beautifully illustrates what Jesus came to do. That Jesus came while we were still sinners, while we were still screwed up. And he came and died on a cross and rose again for our sins that we could spend eternity with him. Not to fix our earthly problems, but to give us a supernatural ability to be in the presence of God as he covers us with his grace. Now, I don't know what you walked in with today, but if you're somebody and you say, Michael, I need a jump start today. I need to meet Jesus where he's at. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, if that's you, you say, Michael, I need Jesus. I need him today. I want you to slowly raise your hand all across this place. If you're online, just type, I'm giving my life. Thank you, I see you. Thank you, I see you back there. What an incredible way that you can start 2023 by surrendering your life to the God who gave his life for you. I'll wait just a moment. Anyone else? Thank you, I see you back there. Well, hey, I, I, I might've missed you, whether you were online or, or here in, in the room, but we want you to know that we love you. We're glad that you're making this decision today. One of the things I love about Pathways is we don't pray alone here. And so I'm gonna ask that you guys repeat a prayer after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for what you did on the cross, for taking my brokenness, my sins, my 2022, and covering it with your grace. Father, right now we repent and we turn to you. We want to give our lives to you, Jesus. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, can we celebrate what God's done here today? Can we celebrate that lives are changing, that people are going to the well for the last time? And here's also something that I, I've noticed from this. You see this woman, this woman at the well, from this one moment of jumpstart, an entire town heard the gospel of Jesus. One moment of jumpstart changed the life of an entire town. One moment of repentance. And I can't help but wonder as I pray over 2023, over this year, over our community, over our church, over my family, what would those things look like if every single day of 2023, my day started with repentance? And so this year, I'm committing that every single day of my 2023, I'm going to woke up and I, I'm gonna wake up and I'm, I'm gonna repent. I'm gonna say, God, I don't know what design you have for me today, but I wanna be in it. I don't know what direction you have for me today, but I wanna be there. I don't wanna take a step without you. So I wanna challenge you to join me.